This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, star seeds, light workers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. So glad to have you here today. Let's all take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Let's try that again, but I want to do something different this time. Let's join again, taking a deep breath in our nose and then releasing it through our mouth. So join me again. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Repeat that as necessary. So, I wanted to give the chance and the opportunity for all the mouth breathers out there to breathe out of your mouth. And I say that not in a harmful, nitpicking, teasing kind of way, but I say that because we're talking about Chiron, the wounded healer today. And I want to start off this episode by inviting us all to release our burdens, release our worries, release our fears, release our pain, and leave it here. Anything that made you feel rejected or suppressed or disowned, any type of sorrow, anything that made you feel embarrassed, humiliated, ridiculed, ostracized, just leave it all here. You can come back to this episode as often as you need to. And every time you come, you can leave another memory here. And just leave all of that weight, all of the lies, all of the deceit, all of the pain and hurt that you carry that nobody else knows about. Things you don't even want to admit to, not even to yourself. Just leave it here. So I'll give you a moment to just process that. So join me by just leaving whatever pain has been plaguing you. Just leave it right here. You can cry, you can scream, you can do whatever you need to. Just let it go. Let it go. It doesn't belong to you. It's not yours anymore. Release it. And know that all is well. So as always, If you'd like to submit any topic requests, any even prayer requests, heck, please direct those to my inbox at Agent K21 Podcast on Instagram. You can find me on most of the social media platforms. Just reach out some way, somehow. Let me know what you would like to hear or if you'd like to be featured on the channel or if you'd like me to be featured on yours. Um, Let me know (laughs) what ways we can collaborate. If you are interested in uh, music, learning music, 
are collaborating in some musical capacity, please reach out for that as well. I do provide music lessons, virtual music lessons for people who may want to try an unconventional way of learning how to play an instrument. Please reach out if you are also a music producer. I primarily use the software Logic, if that is something that you're interested in, or if you um, are wanting to know how to be a songwriter. Perhaps you have this untold story within you, but you don't know how to get it out into a rhythmic pattern and make it into a song. Let's collaborate. Um, Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell notification so you can see when those videos are coming out as I've been going back recording videos and recording a visual for you all to engage with. Um, I do need to probably update the camera because the camera only holds like 30 minutes of space. So some videos are chopped off a little short. I don't like that wording. Some of them are... (laughs) That's It is what it is. I already said it. (laughs) But some of these um, videos are not... Are some of them I'm noticing are not the full extent of the actual recording. So donations are always appreciated. They help me get new gear. They help me get um, the tools I need to continue putting out these episodes. So if you are interested in doing that, donations are especially appreciated at this time, as I am now um, doing my counseling business, full circle counseling, full time. I. And my space has opened up even more. So if that is something you're interested in, I do also provide donation-based counseling. So please, all of this is going to be listed in the description. If you're interested in that, I would advise getting assistance on this journey because we're not alone. And one is better than two. (laughs) Two is better than one. What did I just say? (laughs) So my point is it can get overwhelming sometimes. Maybe you feel outnumbered with all the different avenues and battles and everything, right? We don't have to be the wounded healers on our own personal journey. We can reach out and get help and assistance. Reinforcements are here. So that actually makes me think about, there is this uh, like karate game I used to play called Dynasty Warriors and they would always be like, where are the reinforcements? Where are they? <laughs> So I just thought about that. But it also made me think about this um this movie. One of my one of my all-time favorite martial arts movies. Um it's called Tai Chi Warriors. That's the original name. Now the American name is called Twin Warriors. It's a martial arts movies movie with uh, Jet Li as the main uh character. And in that movie similar to the way I started this, he goes through a a season where he kind of loses himself. He loses his mind for a little bit and he's completely lost and just everything else. And somebody says to him, lay down your burdens. And that is what helps set him free. So that's that's coming up for a reason. I'm probably gonna go watch that after this. (laughs) Um, Love that movie and um, yeah, you know, we deal with so much. It's okay to reach out for help. So if you've been having any dreams that are disalarming or um, alarming, I should say, more accurately, any dreams that you're having nightmares or night terrors or any struggles with your dreams, I do provide dream interpretations as well. Now, there is a little document that you'll read over and give consent for me to interpret your dreams. 
But if that's something you're interested in, please reach out. Let me know. I will gladly interpret it with the assistance of the higher realms to give an accurate or the message you need to hear, I should say. So if that's something you're interested in, please check that out. If these podcasts, these episodes are helping, please share them with your loved ones. Please, any of these resources you can share with whomever. Um, Also, the merch store is available. If you want to get merchandise or if you want to join this empire, please, by all means, reach out. Do all of those things. Press the like button. (laughs) Do all those beautiful, classy things. So, um, yes, continuing on the journey of this wounded healer and oh how could I forget holidays are approaching now (laughs) the wounded healer might be asking you to roll up some herb and heal your ailments (laughs) and if that is the case please check out the Christmas time EP by the artist we know and love known as Mary J. Juana that can be found on iTunes that can be found on any of the musical platforms that you listen to so wherever you're streaming your music from please check that out please listen to that um but yeah that's pretty much what's happening um if you are interested in any of those platforms they're there (laughs) they're definitely there so, um, and if you would like to write a review and on the Apple podcast, please submit a review, leave a star rating. Any feedback is always appreciated. So I encourage you all to do that, to do all those things. If you're looking for instrumentals as well, I do provide and sell instrumentals and stay tuned. If that is of interest to you, you might find one that you enjoy. And, uh, yeah. As we continue this journey of healing and integration, different resources come up, different stories come up, and different understandings of those stories. So we're going to take a quick break and understand and unpack and learn this story of Chiron, who Chiron is, why Chiron is important, how you can understand your own Chiron placements, and um, may it be of assistance on your healing journey. You know, if you're here, then you're more than likely a star seed, a light worker, all of the above. Maybe you don't even call yourself that, but you continue to show up and listen to these episodes. Maybe, maybe you're a hater listening on the low, but even if that's the case, hopefully it's resonating in some way. It matters not. But wherever you are, are on your healing journey or on your spiritual journey, If you know of someone else that may benefit from that journey, please send it. Another thing I'm doing with the Full Circle Counseling is if you refer, if you receive a session and you refer the service to three other individuals and they all take the initial session, you'll receive your next session donation free. So those are all the things that I want to share right now. Please stay tuned hear the rest of this and we'll I'll be back <laughs> after a quick break so stay tuned welcome back to the 1111 synchronized podcast 
Thank you so much for staying tuned. As mentioned, this is the episode of the Wounded Healer. So we're talking about Chiron. Who is Chiron? What is Chiron? Let's all dive deep into this storyline. So if you're not familiar, Chiron is a story from Greek mythology. Um, And I will read part of that story here. And I will also list those links also available in the description so you can read those articles yourself. Um, So Chiron is the wounded healer. Um, He's also represented as the Nine of Wands in the tarot deck, hence the imagery for this episode. And um, we all have placements in Chiron. Now, Chiron will tell us what our life journey of healing is going to be, what wound we are going to be healing. And so it's a part of our astrological chart. It's a part of our destiny, if you will, to understand our Chiron placement. But before we can understand our Chiron placement, we have to understand Chiron itself, himself. (laughs) Who is Chiron? Who is this Chiron you speak of? So to understand that storyline... I'm going to read an article um, of the story of Chiron. Now, this story is a story that I think we've all experienced of trauma, of pain, of suffering. And sometimes it's our greatest wound that becomes our greatest strength as well. So in mythology, Greek mythology, Chiron is one of those forgotten heroes of Greek mythology. So I'm reading from the article now, and if I mispronounce any words, please charge it to the head and not to the heart. Um, If you've been listening for a while, you probably understand that's not one of my strongest suits. So again, um, if you're Greek, if you're a Greek mythology explorer and I'm not pronouncing something correctly, it's not intentional. So Chiron, back to the story, Chiron was the son of the titan named Kronos who is said to have assumed the form of a horse when he made love to Phlyra, a sea nymph. Their union brought forth a centaur, a being with the head and upper body of a man and the lower body of a horse. The centaur child named Chiron was so grotesque that his mother rejected him. But Apollo, the god of poetry and music, came to the rescue. Apollo adopted the infant Chiron and schooled him. I'm just going to make sure that I'm actually recording right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's recording. <laughs> that just, I had to check. Just, that would have been an epic fail, right? Which Chiron is, is not an epic fail. So back to the story. Apollo adopted the infant Chiron and schooled him thoroughly in the arts, science, and mysteries that he would need to rise above his beast nature. Consequently, While centaurs in general were a rowdy lot, intended primarily on drinking wine and chasing women, Chiron was different. He took up residence alone in a cave on the flank of Mount Pilon, and over time earned respect as a healer, astrologer, prophet, and teacher. Um, He had many students that I'm not going to go into all right now, so please check out this article yourself if you want to read all the tidbits that I'm skipping over. So continuing the journey as the sagas relate the course of his life, Chiron ultimately sacrificed himself to save Prometheus, 
the mythological figure who had stolen fire from the gods for the benefit of humanity. Prometheus was being punished horribly by the gods for this transgression until Chiron voluntarily took his place. After nine days of suffering, having his liver slowly nibbled by a vulture, Chiron was rescued by Zeus, the chief god of Olympus. Zeus took pity on the innocent Chiron, freed him and lifted him to dwell forever among the stars. As an archetype, Chiron is said to embody the key lessons humanity is in need of now. The ability to link the daily concerns of life with the more profound spiritual realities. Chiron thus symbolizes the ability to establish a working bridge between the realm of the earth and the realm of the spirit, and thereby to foster a healthy balance. It wasn't until recently the world had all but forgotten Chiron. Then on November 1st, 1977, astronomers discovered a celestial object orbiting the sun between Saturn and Uranus. At first they thought it was a small planet and they named it Chiron. Ever since, even though astronomers are unsure exactly what this particular object is, the archetypes represented by Chiron from holistic health to direct spiritual awareness have been steadily illuminating human consciousness. So Chiron is represented by represented in the language of symbols by the key and also by the rainbow, the familiar luminescent bridge between heaven and earth. So this comes from an article that will be listed in the description. It'll be titled The Story of Chiron, if you want to read that for yourself. And any resources that you find, please, by all means, if you, this is intriguing to you, look it up. You know, I encourage that. Please don't just take my word for it. Go find it. Find other resources. Um, so that is the story of Chiron. Chiron exists in the constellation of Sagittarius, the centaur. Chiron gives us those lessons of resilience. And so we are all have the potential to be wounded healers because we've all experienced trauma in one way or shape or form to varying degrees. And people may think, well, I haven't experienced any trauma, but we have, every single one of us has, none of us is exempt from trauma. For example, birth, giving birth itself is a trauma. When a child is born, that is the first time that they experience separation from the being that they were entangled with, (laughs) for lack of better words, the being that they were just embodied in, their mother. When they are born, when we all are born, we experience trauma for the first time. We experience separation for the first time. So that's why, in my opinion, that's the spiritual reason for why babies cry, because they're realizing, wait a minute, my safety, my containment is now, I'm out here in the open, I'm vulnerable, what's happening? You know, there's also the physical reason of why babies cry, the, to help them breathe and to show that they are adjusting to a new normal. Um, and they're also probably grieving. They're grieving what once was. They were once embodied and now they are not. So that is a trauma that we all experience. Um, Mothers can also experience trauma after a child is born. That's why I think mothers in particular can go through depression after giving birth because they're traumatized by what just happened. And I think I just thought of it. It's just interesting that, you know, pregnancy, the duration uh, typically is nine months. And hearing that Chiron 
was suffering and, and wounded for nine days also connects back to the Nine of Wands, as mentioned, and that he voluntarily gave himself to take this place. And um, what I think is, is kind of ironic, I thought of this earlier, is that I'm literally wearing um, one of my shirts from my sorority, uh, running my, my or the organization I joined. And reading the story, I feel like we all can connect to Chiron in some way, shape, or form, because these stories are truly not just stories. There's another article I'm going to list called The Myth of Chiron. It's not really a myth, but <laughs> moving forward, I'm wearing this shirt, and I just thought it was interesting that I'd be wearing this shirt while recording this episode because um, if you've ever, if you're a part of a sorority or fraternity, there is a designated member called the honcho. The honcho is someone who volunteers themselves for all the consequences, all the suffering um, for the entire line, if you will. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's just ironic that I was that person for my line. And so to read the story of someone who basically volunteered for suffering, voluntarily did that, that just shows even more connection to the story. So we all have different placements in Chiron. And wherever that wound is will show us what our greatest challenges, what our greatest hurdles are, and where we need to overcome that. Because the thing with Chiron is he was wounded more than once. He was wounded at birth and he was wounded later on. Um, and later on, he experienced a wound that he could not heal. So it's the irony of being the wounded healer and not being able to heal yourself. And I think the gift that Chiron gives us is the ability to heal ourselves, that he took on that pain and he modeled that to us to say that we can heal from our traumas. We can overcome that wounded energy. You know, I think that um, there are a few types of people in the world. There's the wounded warrior, which I consider myself a wounded warrior, definitely. And there's also... You can either be a warrior or a warrior, <laughs> as they say. Either you're a warrior, warrior, or a warrior. And the choice is up to us. And um, I find it interesting that, you know, when I was working at this car wash, I've mentioned to you guys before, if you've been listening, I've, I was working at a car wash. And a lot of police officers and military and all that kind of... Uh, Intel would come through the car wash. And there was a moment where a police officer saw me and he was like, you need to be in the, you need to be in the force. Come and join the, the police force. And I'm like, I'm part of the force. The force may be, may be with you. Not a part of that force. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, um, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, it actually happened at a time where I was really, intrigued by it and, and almost considered it. I mean, I really did consider it. I was applying to join the police and everything. And I thought about it. Like, I really walked myself through the reality of what that would mean. And I just was like, nah, that's not for me. That's not for me. You know, and this was like the third person that said something along the lines of, are you, you know, military or police? And I just think they recognized that that warrior, warrior in me, 
And so, you know, real recognize real. So they were like, hey, you should definitely join. And I'm like, I'm like hearing this all the time. I'm like, is my life partner going to be a police officer? Like, what is happening? Why, why is everything nudging me towards this? And then the top it off, I saw a, a tarot reading that was like, your skills, your spiritual gifting would be great utilized in uh, forensic science and like crime and investigation. And I'm like, wow, maybe I should do this. So I really thought about it. I'm thinking like, okay, should I really join this organization? And I walked through the reality of what that would look like. And I was like, I can't do that to myself. Not only that, that organization represents everything that is against me. Their hatred towards women, their hatred towards people of color, their hatred to the LGBT. I just like, I cannot... Even though they're like, no, you should definitely do it. It's a good, stable career and da-da-da. I'm like, no, there's another way. That's not going to be my way. And so um, I say that because, again, I've had so many, so many um, battles already. And so they definitely see, like, wow, you'd be incredible in this. But knowing that that's not my path that's not the highest path for me so I was like yeah nah I'm not gonna do that but I did consider it I did consider it and I did not reconsider it (laughs) so it's all good um but yeah our our traumas our story there's wisdom in our pain and there's a purpose in our pain and our suffering so um Chiron experienced this wound and we all have a wound and there's a saying that we chase from our wound and we choose from our worth. I'll say it again. We chase from our wound and we choose from our worth. So if you happen to be in the habit of chasing things or needing to prove yourself or any of that nature, it's coming from a deeper wound. And once we heal the wound, we change the attraction point. So for instance, if you feel like you continue to attract the same situations or the same partners or the same everything, everything's on a loop. It's on a repeat. Once we heal that initial trauma, we can move past it. But until we heal that initial trauma, we will continually subconsciously attract it because that's our way of trying to heal it. So for example... um, It's a typical example. Again, not trying to step on anybody's toes. If it's triggering, you can click off. That's totally cool. But for example, a woman falls in love with a known player. She falls for the player, the bad boy. But she has this belief that she can change him. And that if she can change him, that would prove that she's worthy of love. That'll prove that she's worth being with. And it'll help her heal the initial abandonment trauma that she experienced from her father's absence, from her father not being there, you know, and in finding maybe it wasn't her father, maybe it was whomever, you know, she's trying to heal that wound, for example. So she'll continue to attract players and emotionally unavailable people, all of this kind of stuff to try to say, if I can change you, then that means I can change the past. But that's not how it works. So another example Man falls for a woman who's independent. He doesn't really want an independent woman. But he has this, this is where the saying comes from, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. 
But he has this belief that he can, that he's going to be the one. He's going to be the one to, to make her commit, get her off that pole. He's going to be the one. Listen, if your woman is on the pole, the best thing you can do is support her, encourage her, maybe get up there and, and <laughs> get her to scoot over so you can both make some cash. I don't know. So he has this belief, though, that if he can get her to change and commit, that he'll feel validation. It, won't, it will validate the feeling that the wound, the emptiness, the void that was left when his mother rejected him or didn't receive him or tried to make him be someone he wasn't. So he thinks subconsciously, if I can get this person to change for me, then that's just like my mother changing for me as well. And so whatever the wound is, we will chase from that place or we will want to be chased from that place. If you love me, you have to prove to me that you love me. If, if you really care, you'll chase me around. You know, whatever the wound is, we are chasing, either chasing from it or chasing or wanting to be chased from it. <laughs> So the core wound typically for us is if I can change this now in the present, it will heal slash change what happened then. And it's so subconscious. We don't realize we're doing it. It's not intentional. We, we probably are very frustrated with it because it's, it's the definition of insanity. It's, you know, continuing to do different. I mean, what is it? <laughs> Trying the same thing over and over, expecting different results is the definition of insanity. So in one way, it feels insane, but it also feels familiar and comfortable. And the ego is very threatened by anything that is not familiar and comfortable because this is a pain that is known. You know the wound. You, you know this is what's going to happen. But what you don't know is what happens if you heal that wound. What you don't know is what happens to be totally free from that. So, for example, um, um, if we have a wound of abandonment, we will maybe attract a partner who's going to abandon us or require us to abandon ourselves. And the reason I'm focusing on partnerships and romantic connections is because our romantic connections reflect most deeply our initial wounds. It reflects our patterns from childhood. That's the most triggering dynamic that you can engage in. So if we have a wound of abandonment, we'll track abandonment. If we have a wound of rejection, we'll reject others to, not, to avoid the pain of rejection. If we have a wound of just anything, you know, and um, to give more understanding of this, I'm going to use myself as an example here shortly and discuss my Chiron placement and how I've utilized it to understand myself and to heal through it. So it's not impossible to heal. It's definitely not. It's going to be grueling. No doubt about it. It's not for the faint at heart. It's very painful. You know, when I was thinking about joining the, the academy, the police and everything, I was like, I don't need to do that to prove that I'm strong or brave or courageous because I'm doing that every day. <laughs> every day I've faced battles and seen things, known things, heard things, been through things, experienced things that would make most people cringe, would make most people's skin crawl away. Okay, it's just, it's a lot, but it's not impossible. It's not. And so our Chiron wound 
can be a lifelong journey of learning how to heal this wound, how to repair it. But once you change that attraction point, you change everything else that comes along. You change the storyline, you change what can come for the future from that storyline, but it does require, at least in my experience, going back to those initial wounds. And that is the most painful process. So if you're out there doing that, my hat off to you, you know. There's no trauma that's like too small or, oh, that's insignificant. Trauma is trauma. There's no comparison. There's no need to judge how anyone else is doing the healing that they need to do. What we need to understand is we're doing it. That's all that matters, that we all arrive to the same place of freedom and healing. You know, if your wound of trauma in your early experiences was that you believed love was chaos, then stability in non-chaos is going to feel like a threat. Remember, your ego is going to go towards what feels safe and what is known. So if you experience a lot of chaos, a lot of hectic environments, a lot of instability, you're going to unintentionally attract that because that's what's safe. It's not a punishment. It's your ego trying to protect you to keep you safe with what it knows, even if what it knows is harmful and detrimental. So being kind to your ego, being kind to yourself, to not judge yourself for, you know, staying in an abusive situation or shrinking yourself, minimizing yourself. That's, that's what you needed to do at the time. That's why you'll see abusive women go back to their abuser. It's because it's scary. You know, what happens if you heal? What then? Sometimes it can feel like the badge of honor if I've gone through this trauma. I'm untouchable. I'm stronger because I can face this trauma. Look at how strong I am. That, in my opinion, is one form of strength. But another form of strength is... I was thinking about it myself earlier. (laughs) I was visualizing myself taking off my armor and going through... Kind of having like some Matrix type, like I'm being shot at with all these bullets, but I don't even need the armor anymore because I can dodge those bullets. I can stop those bullets. And that doesn't mean it's weak to have armor. That's not what that means. It just means you can get to a place where you don't even need it anymore. Like, yes, it's strong to carry that weight. It's strong to carry that armor. But it's even stronger to let that armor go. I shouldn't say stronger, but it requires just as much strength to put that armor down. And I was really just thinking about that. I'm, was just, I was had this whole vision of just being so confident, like I'm not even going to get hit, so I don't even need this armor. Like (laughs) I can just flow through these, these, uh, you know, tidal waves and, and be fine. And that's, that's perfectly fine. I think when we start to think, well, that's not strength or whatever, it's like, that can be a dangerous territory. So as long as we know that wherever we are in our development, It requires strength for each part of that journey. But knowing our initial experiences, our early experiences, you know, like um, one example is that for me, bondage, control, you know, if any of those things are what's familiar, that's what you'll attract. So understanding that... um, I had a very different experience because of my own trajectory and life path. But 
I'm going to actually hold on. I'm going to hold that thought. I'm going to wait. I'm going to take, we're going to take an intermission. I'm going to share my story coming up next. I don't want to get ahead of myself right now. Just going to take a pause. Let's have some intermission music. (laughs) If you can stay through that, then we'll continue the storyline. But this is just to say, take from the story if it resonates with you, if it's empowering to you, and recognize that our wounds, our traumas are not there as punishment, that we can conquer them. And not even that they need to be conquered, they need to be integrated, more importantly. And I'm, I'm actually going to share in the link, in the description, two videos that I watched recently that I feel connect to this. And if they resonate with you to watch, please, by all means, do so. And they are two videos by Teal Swan. If they resonate to watch, watch it. If not, do not. If you start it, need to stop it, all good, <laughs> you know. But those videos were, were very enlightening for me. And I felt that they, they brought confirmation to this message and the need for it right now. So, um, again, seek those resources that can help you. Therapy, counseling, uh, meditation, whatever it is, I encourage it. You guys have my unconditional support, always. So let's take a quick intermission. I'll come back. I will share my Chiron placement. I will share how you can find your Chiron placement and I'll share a little bit more of my story. See you soon.
That was Champion, instrumental by Agent K. If you would like that instrumental or other instrumentals like that one, please click on the SoundCloud link for instrumental music. That one will also be an individual separate link if you just want to hear that particular song. Um, As mentioned, they are all available for purchase. So if you like that track, it very well may be yours. So thank you all for joining. Thank you all for continuing to stick around, to stay tuned and stay plugged in. That's one way of being plugged into the matrix. (laughs) So thank you all for being here. And um, I'm very just grateful, honored that you guys are choosing to hear these messages. You know, I don't think I've ever done a three-parter like this, so that means a lot if you're still listening. And if you've already checked out, thank you as well for creating the space. So um, getting into a little bit more of Chiron, Chiron story, Chiron placement. I have to mention this because I mentioned this and now the song is stuck in my head. I believe the song is by, it is by Usher and um, Juicy J. I don't mind. Are you guys familiar with that? You can check that out after this. I'm not going to leave it in the description. That's on you if you want to hear that. But that song is in my head based on the comment I made about um, the really inappropriate um, tagline of not making a hoe into a housewife. You know, and it's, it comes from insecurities. Like most of these wounds, they create insecurities within us. Once we can heal those insecurities, we can not try to change people. We can not have to, um, to not have to suffer involuntarily. We can actually make decisions that are in alignment so that we can actually choose a partner or a situation that is in alignment with us and not against us. So using that same example, if someone has a problem with their independent woman's career choices, that's not on that woman to change herself, to be in a dysfunctional connection with this person. That's on that person to find someone who would be suitable for them, you know, and um, I think that, that that type of wounding can create that need to chase instead of choosing from our worth. So that's what I mean when I say we choose from our worth. We realize that we are so worthy. We are more worthy than we ever imagined. We can get rid of all the lies that we've been told and that had continued to fester, that we continue to feed, to realize those were lies that said we were unworthy or unlovable. And so um, using myself as an example, and you can also find your Chiron placement as well. Um, I think understanding astrology, understanding the meaning of these things and how they interact with us are here for our benefit to learn from. And so I've learned a lot from my Chiron placement. So my Chiron placement, and you, you, the way you would find, let me just clarify, the way you would find your placement, you can use your birth chart, you know, your date of birth and your time and location, but you don't necessarily have to have that. So if you don't know your birth time or somehow don't know your birth location, fret not. It's okay. Um, 
what's most important is to know the year that you were born. And it's based on um, the year and, and the month that you were born in to see where Chiron's placement was at in the sky, in the constellations. Where was it at during this period of time that you were born in? So for myself, I was born where Chiron was located in the constellation of Cancer, the fourth house. So if this is already confusing to you, you can also reach out to a great astrologer. Um, I know a few, and um, they haven't given me permission to give give their information out. But if you are looking, you will find. So if you are looking for an astrologer, by all means, um, research an astrologer, and they can help you dissect and understand this and and perhaps you are an astrologer listening to this and you do want to be advertised you can send me that information i will include it in this episode if that is something you are looking for or include it at some other time it's all good so using myself as an example my chiron placement is in the constellation of cancer it's the wound of family or in my case relatives so the wound of relatives is my biggest challenge, my biggest hurdle. Now, as I've mentioned at some point that family is not necessarily who your biological relatives are. That is the status quo of what society says your family is. But um, if you do not resonate with your biological family, or if they are toxic or unhelpful, unsafe, whatever the case is, and it's up to us to realize what we deserve and to choose from our worth. So um, for me, my wounding came from my biological relatives. Now, my definition of family is very different. So I do have a chosen family. And it does not, it is separate. It is not inclusive. Biological connection does not automatically mean you are family, in my opinion, for me. So I'm going to read this article. It comes from teainrosemary.com. And I will also, of course, list that in the description. And all these resources will be available in the description. So Chiron is the wounded healer. So this asteroid, asteroid signifies our core wound that we develop from an early age. While Chiron can be pretty painful, it's also so useful to know your own Chiron and explore the wound in order to heal it. If you have Chiron in Cancer, you have an especially difficulty, difficult wound that comes from family or relatives. However, keep in mind that there is always a silver lining. Those with Chiron in Cancer can end up being incredible parents, aunties and uncles, or even just extremely loving people if they're able to work through this wound. The Chiron in Cancer wound is the core belief that one is unlovable and has been abandoned. This person is often wounded by relatives in some way. There is some sort of early trauma, childhood trauma, that leads to core feelings of loneliness, emotional pain, or emptiness. This person usually does feel that love exists but may not be able to find it. 
they may also think that they're just unworthy of it and have extremely low self-esteem. How this wound will show itself. This wound will show itself one of two ways. In the first scenario, the person with Chiron and Cancer will withdraw from love. They will only pursue relationships with unattainable people are those who are definitely not interested, which only reinforces the idea that they are unlovable. They may fantasize about people who they can never have a successful relationship with, or they may live the single life indefinitely. In this scenario, the person might also technically enter into relationships but refuse to actually open up. They are so afraid of losing nurture as they did in childhood that they never tried to get it in the first place. This person's fear of loss is the main issue here, but this stems from the original wound. Alternatively, in the second scenario, the person will go overboard nurturing others. They may smother their partners and friends and become the typical needy cancer individual who is looking for emotional attention and validation 24-7. The native with Chiron and Cancer has a constant, nagging feeling of emptiness. They search for ways to fill this hole up. They often over-idolize partners by putting them on a pedestal in order to distract from their own inner turmoil. But they have extremely painful breakups when these relationships inevitably fail. When a relationship does end, the person will feel as though they have lost everything. They don't know how to exist without the other person because they use the relationship to compensate for their own wound. Those with Chiron and Cancer are especially vulnerable around family or relatives. This hole inside of them feels extremely painful around relative members and they may act different or try and gain any sort of praise, attention, love, etc when what they really are seeking is nurture and acceptance. They will probably go to any lengths to get love from other people, especially family or relatives and intimate friends. They may pretend to be someone they're not, self-sacrifice for others, bolt, lie, or dilute, dilute themselves about who the other person is. Delude themselves about who the other person is. The thing that matters most to these natives is replacing the whole inside with the, inside themselves with love. Where does the wound come from? This wound almost always comes from early experiences with relatives. Often this person has core issues with the mother, but the house that Chiron is in will show the initial wounding more clearly. It is also possible to have this placement due to the father, our family in general, our relatives. Look to the person's childhood and see if there is some emotional malnourishment, abandonment, or even abuse. Regardless of it, the person's attitude towards the parent in question is marked by idolization or by contempt. If they have lost their one of their parents early on for any reason, they are inclined towards idolization. If they were abandoned, they are inclined towards disappointment and contempt. May also swing back and forth how to heal the Chiron and Cancer. The Chiron and Cancer's person's instinct is to avoid or band-aid the pain, but this is only a temporary fix. Instead, they will need to go through the pain more than any other placement. 
Chiron in Cancer requires therapeutic-like work to heal. If traditional therapy isn't an option, then I recommend looking to books or YouTube videos. You'll want to search for material that aids in healing family issues, relative issues, mother issues, maternal, codependent, working with attachment issues and styles and developing boundaries. It's hard work, but it's incredibly worth it to heal Chiron and Cancer. Because this person has so much pain and has successfully worked through it, they can be some of the most loving and caring people on earth. Mm. So that's the description of that placement, which is my placement of Chiron. Now, other placements may require different things, but for me, very much resonance with that. And I'll share a little bit more, but um, I do, as I mentioned on the previous episode, every therapist needs a therapist. Every person, I think everybody should have therapy personally. Um, and it's also ironic that the community, the culture I was born in is so against therapy. So for me to be a therapist and to also have those messages that therapy is not for my kind, my culture, that we're good on our own, we take it to the grave, we're straight, we good, to have that as the core messages, to go against that, again, creates um, a threat of losing connection, which we all need, especially with this type of wounding that I've endured. So I say that because when I first started realizing like I need to get some help. I could not find help anywhere. I tried the traditional counseling route. And what happens oftentimes, because I naturally operate in my gifting, I can be taken advantage of. It can be used. It can be um, challenging to find those resources for myself. So when I first started trying to go seek out therapists and therapy, well, what happened is I would unintentionally hijack the session and now I'm giving the therapist therapy. And they would not even realize that I've just taken over the whole conversation and they're telling me their entire life story. And I leave feeling worse than when I went in. And I went through that several, several times to the point where I thought I don't even need to go to therapy anymore because I already know what's going to happen. But I decided to try again after a situation happened in my life that made me really realize this is not okay and I need to really get some help. And so in the beautiful year 2017, I actually found a therapist that helped me, that actually worked with me and actually did not have the space, could actually hold the space for all the weight of what I was going through. And I've never found another therapist like that one. So finding the right therapist is totally, I can't even stress how important it is. It's the most important thing to actually build that therapeutic relationship because a therapeutic relationship is a one-way street. And finding a therapist that could allow me to really receive the help I needed, it was well-timed. And after um, 
after Spiral's passing. That was one of the many things that also created another form of trauma for me, was reaching out for help again and having no help available. I reached out to a grief counselor and uh, just experienced even more rejection, which was painful to say the least. So for me, my therapist, my therapy comes from the most high. That's where I find the most healing. Doesn't mean I don't have a source of individuals that I can talk to, but I know that the true healing is kind of come from within myself. Because many people are either not, there's a lot of weights that I've carried and that I've gone through. So it takes someone who can hold the space for that, which is not an easy task. So I realize I cannot ask for that to be held for me. I have to provide that for myself, which is part of the wounding of this placement. Part of the wounding and the trauma that I've experienced is enmeshment trauma, abuse of every form, and also just being the product and witness of domestic violence, survivor of of every type of abuse you could think of. And similar to the story of Chiron, the younger we are that the abuse or the trauma happens, the difficult it becomes to integrate it. Experiencing wounding at birth or before the age of five, we don't have the resources to recall that. We don't have the cognitive development to understand what happened and to not internalize it. When a child is being abused, it doesn't hate the parent, it hates themselves. And we internalize that pain. But the opportunity through Chiron's understanding is to, instead of internalizing the hate, internalizing the love that we never received, our internalizing the acceptance or whatever the opposite of the wounding is to integrate that part of ourself. So my biggest core wounds, as mentioned, is feeling a deep sense of being unlovable. I didn't quite understand that. I had never even heard of that until I was watching a television show that mentioned being unlovable. And uh, I thought, that's silly. Until I realized that's me. <laughs> that there is a core wound of truly, I truly do believe love exists with the exception of myself. <laughs> love exists for everyone with the exception of myself. That was a core wound for a very long time. And as mentioned, we become, if we're unconscious of our wounding, we continue to replicate it subconsciously. And... uh it's becoming aware and healing that wound, integrating that wound. You know, integration is what helps us. It doesn't, it doesn't erase the trauma, but it helps us overcome it. It helps us not be controlled by it. It helps us not be on autopilot to it. And so being able to integrate that, to accept that as part of our reality and take that, take that power away from where it doesn't belong and realize that the power is within us. So going back to my wounding and the traumas I've experienced, uh, typically if we have a wounding of our maternal, 
That's the mother side of the wounding and the feminine energy. If we have wounded feminine energy, we may have trouble receiving. We trouble receiving compliments, gifts, help, you name it. And we can also struggle depending on our biological gender. We can have self-worth issues, not understanding our power. Um, So many different low self-esteem and so many other different identity things if we connect to that particular gender. Um, So for me, my maternal wound... My maternal wounding... was the core belief of being unlovable. Because, you know, this person would proclaim how much I was un- how much I was unconditionally loved. But the thing is, if someone doesn't love themselves, it's imperative to love yourself first in order to love anyone else. So if you're witnessing someone say, I love you, I love you, but they don't even love themselves, it becomes a gaslight. Because you're like, that's not even true but I'm supposed to believe this. So at best, I was conditionally loved. And this is, you know, my opinion of my traumas. So it's not to say it is factual. It is to say this was my interpretation and experience with it. And that is my reality. So at best, I was conditionally loved, although I was led to believe otherwise. So my maternal wounding is that I was unlovable and abandonment. And it was so easy to go, whoa, 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 how, how is the abandonment on my maternal side? Because when I was younger, my paternal wasn't there physically, you know, because of work, because of other responsibilities. I wasn't, he wasn't there. So it's easy to say that the abandonment trauma came from that person. It wasn't until years later that I learned that the real abandonment actually was from my maternal, who was the one I was actually the closest to. And that wounding of being loved conditionally was very deep. And often we will fight against and protect the abuser. You know, we will protect the one who's causing the pain and reject and hurt the ones who are not. And that was my experience. So at best, I was loved conditionally, and that was later proven because I was loved for who I pretended to be. I was loved when I was living in someone else's shadow. I was loved when I was being the golden child. I was loved when I was doing everything that everyone else wanted me to do. But as soon as I took ownership of who I was by going by the proper pronunciation of my name, by coming out as queer, as gay, when I accepted my own sexuality, I was disowned. I was told the most hurtful, painful words you would ever hear. And I had to realize that that was not a reflection of me. That was a reflection of other people's trauma being projected on me. So I didn't have to take that in. But those words became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Those words actually... this. <laughs> The only thing I can say right now is the stone that was rejected has become the cornerstone. <laughs> that, is, that is the epitome of this. So I had to really understand, wait, if I wasn't abandoned by my paternal, then who was I abandoned by? And then I realized the truth of it all. 
And when you realize that truth, it will shatter every illusion. You will fall into disillusionment. You will fall right into the very thing you're trying to escape from. And it is painful. And as mentioned, when trauma happens at a young age, one way we can cope with trauma is through forgetting. We forget memories that are too painful. So once you start to heal, oh yes, those memories come back. And you can't act like you don't see it anymore. I mean, you can, but you're going to fall back into a state of denial, which is going to continue the same vicious cycle. So my maternal wounding led me to attract partners who would love me conditionally, love me for what I could do for them, not love me for who I truly was, love me if I adhered to certain things and caused me to abandon myself in order to stay in connections and also be abandoned by others. So once I realized that, I had to really, really go through as the post just illuminated. I had to go through it. Maybe there are other ways around it, but for myself, I could not go around it. I had to go through it, which was brutal to say the least. So then going over to the paternal wound, the paternal wounding for me was a deep sense of being, feeling, whether it was real or not, I've always had a sense of feeling not chosen by my paternal. From a young age, I had this belief that my paternal didn't really want children. And I had this core belief that I had this scenario play out in my mind over and over that if it came down to it, if there was a situation, say there was a situation where you had to make a choice and only one choice would be feasible. Either, in this case, in this scenario, either my paternal could choose to save his wife or could choose to save his children. But if he chose to save his children, he would lose his wife. And if he chose to save his wife, he would lose his children. And there was in a deep sense and deep feeling and knowing that if it came down to it, my paternal would choose his wife and have the mindset that we can always have more children. And that created such a void in me of feeling not chosen. So therefore, of course, I would track, attract people who would not choose me, attract people who would always need to be somewhere else, always need whatever, fill in the blank. So the wound of not being chosen. Because when we have these traumas, what happens is we have these receptors that are pointing outward, they're external. So we attract these wounds to try to say, if I can get this person to choose me, then that would be um, equivalent to my parental choosing me. If I can get this person to commit, that will be equivalent to my parental committing. If I can get this person to not abandon, that'll be, you get it, you get it. <laughs> and so we have these receptors that point externally outward. And we're always looking for someone to fix this void and looking for someone or something to fill this. But the unique thing about healing is we turn those receptors inward. So for me, I had to become magnetic to myself to heal those traumas, to heal those wounds, to heal those feelings, to integrate that. And all of those fears I just explained were confirmed verbally in other ways 
by my life experiences from that point. So I had to really realize everything I thought was actually true, you know, regardless of if I'm disagreed with, regardless if I'm valid or believed or not, it doesn't matter because now I know I, all I have to do is believe myself. The trust issues, the, the trust issues come not for you to trust other people, but for you to learn to trust yourself is what I learned. And once I learned to trust myself, I realized I don't have to worry about if I can trust somebody else because I trust the only person I ever needed to trust, which is me. So therefore, I can discern where and what I need to do. It's not based on the outside world anymore. And, um, you know, I'm truly grateful for all the experiences on my journey that helped me get right here. And one of them is my beloved Spiral assisted me in other situations like it assisted helping me heal that wound of that paternal wound of not being chosen when I first met Spiral mm, Thank you. Thank you for that moment of silence. <laughs> Don't worry, the recording didn't mess up. Mercury's not in retrograde as far as I know. Thank you for that. <clears throat> I just saw it was 444 on the clock. I just needed to take that moment of silence of confirmation. There is protection. Thank you. <laughs> so when I first met Spiral, <laughs> when I first met Spiral, there was an instant connection. She just came up to me and instantly showed me love. You know, th this feline being didn't know me from Adam and came up to me and showed me love. And if you're not familiar with this story, please refer to the previous episode titled The Never-Ending Spiral to understand more of this. But Spyro just came right up to me and I felt, wow, you don't even know me and you're choosing me. You don't even know me yet. I'm wanted, which was something I never experienced up to that point. And if I had, it was always with the catch. <laughs> if I had experienced it, there was always a hook. It was never truly unconditional. So that was my first experience of that. And even when she became territorial, like, stay away, uh-uh, you're not getting my human, this is my human. <laughs> even when she operated that way, I was like, wow, you're really choosing me. Like, I'm actually worth not letting go of. I'm actually worth being chosen. And I felt this deep sense of belonging that I never felt before. And uh, that's why it's very painful. But also... 
another another thing to heal and to you know I'm definitely going to be healing healing is a is a never-ending journey that's just what it is in this earth school learning and healing that's what we're here for and transmuting that pain so um I'm grateful for it all and the other thing that helped me on my journey immensely was my twin flame journey on my twin flame journey I was abandoned and I wasn't chosen, which gave me the opportunity to not abandon myself and to choose myself. And remember, the the twin flame journey is not necessarily about ending up with your twin. You know, the twin flame journey, the purpose of it is to end up with yourself, to truly love yourself and accept yourself and end up with yourself. And I'm just so grateful and so glad that I can finally say that I have that I am truly where I need to be. And it's such a liberating feeling. You know, I haven't felt this good probably ever. (laughs) And so I'm just totally grateful for all involved and grateful for all the experiences that got me right where I need to be and got me here, you know, and whatever's next will get me to the next place. And I'm so honored for that. So I share all of this. If you resonate with this, please check out the links. Please understand more. There's many more um, articles I'm going to leave that have helped me understand Chiron. And I encourage you to find your own articles as well that resonate and whatever resources may resonate. Um, and yeah, just know that healing, it's, it can be, it does get Oftentimes when you're healing, it does get worse before it gets better. But keep going. Keep going. You guys are phenomenal. And we're always worthy. We're always loved. That is the truest, truest, truest. So focus on that truth, regardless of whatever else happens or appears to happen. You can anchor into that, the truth of love. Because God is love. Source is love. The universe is love. And so if you have... Any resistance to receiving love, it's about removing those barriers that keep us from love. It's not about finding it. It's about removing anything that prevents us from knowing that it already is ours and it already is us. It already exists. So honor wherever you are in the journey and keep going. It's worthwhile. It's worth it to keep going. I'm not going to say it's easy, but if you're feeling alone in this journey, my schedule is completely clear now. So this is probably the opportune time. If you are interested in booking a session with myself or with Sada, please do that. Reach out, get help. If not from me, from somebody, you're not alone on this journey. Where If you're listening, you can definitely make it, you know, because it's up to us to choose it. It's up to us to believe it. No one else can do it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. And that's what this journey is all about. This entire earth school and remember, it's, it's all happening for us, not against us. So please check out the resources. Um, I feel there was something else I wanted to mention. Um, oh, yes. If you want to hear more of my background, my story, and how it all connects, just um, know that this is just that, my story, my interpretation of my story. Everyone is entitled to their own version of events. So this is no 
sense of challenging anyone's whatever whatever anyone needs to believe about themselves is totally all right. <laughs> so if you want to hear more, I will leave other references. You can check out the Roots Roots episode where I was literally going down the rabbit trail understanding this complex life I've had and then Roots 2.0 understanding the phenomenal spiritual side of things and then also the star constellation, the Rokinkrians, understanding my soul in more depth. Because remember, this has all for, been for me. It's, it's my path. It's my journey. And if it inspires you to pursue your own path and journey, or if you're just inspired by my journey, then I'm grateful. Then that's a well done for me. <laughs> so wherever you guys are, wherever this is meeting and greeting you, I hope that you all are well, staying safe. Spreading love, spreading light, doing the best you can. That's all we're here to do. So no, it's all good. And we're well on our way. So we'll continue this, picking up on the next chapter and where it goes from here. So be well, stay safe. Until next time.